0: Ingerman. And I'm Renee Barbeau, and we welcome you to the Shaman's Cave. This is a remarkable opportunity for us to gather together and to enter the Shaman's Cave together to dream a new world into being. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Shaman's Cave. I'm Renee Barbeau, and I'm Sandra. And we have another exciting show for you this week we're still talking about creation
1: and my guess is you know since shamans are creators we could be talking about this subject for a long time but next week we'll move on to to sacred tools but today we're going to talk about one of the things we were talking about last week was that we had different formulas for creation and and so we thought today we would share our different formulas for creation and then maybe take you on a journey so you can see which parts of Sandra's work you might resonate with and more what parts of uh, my creation work you wanna work with. And, and one thing for, and I don't know for Sandra, but for me, uh, I have seven wind dynamics of creation. And so I'm gonna stick to the one I started with last week about gestation as, as a format for creating. And, you know, if you want to know more about the other ones, well, you'll either be waiting for my book or take one of my advanced classes (laughs) or listen over time where you will, I'm sure they'll come in in other various formats. What about you, Sandra?
0: Well, um, when I uh, wrote Medicine for the Earth back in, I don't know, the late 1990s, um, I started to look at... um, miracles. And what I did is I researched miracles from every single spiritual and religious tradition around the world. And I came up with, I read books, I read the Bible, I read the Kabbalah, I read the East Indian material, the shamanic stories. I was looking for miraculous healings, not where somebody had a dream and had a miraculous healing, but where somebody actually went for a ceremony or to a healer and a miraculous healing um, ended up uh, being the result. And so I looked into these stories and I came up with seven uh, elements that go into every miracle. And so I talk about these seven elements as a way to create miracles, a way to transform negativity, and they're also how we create.
1: <laughs> how exciting! And I'm going to be so curious to see where we overlap on this, you know, because. Basically, a lot of my work was not from, from. Although we did all, it seems like we were must have the same stack of books by our bed <laughs> because we both went on to a deep dive into creation stories. And you know, I, I've been reading everything I can about religion uh, and understanding because when I was coming out with a book, Winds of Spirit, to say that God is a wind, I figured, oh my God, Renee, you better be able to stand on that platform with a little bit of information because I was never. In my mind, oh, talk about a belief! I was never a scholar, mm-hmm. so when you're living with that belief, it's like, well, you know, my biggest fear was, oh my God, they're going to show me up as a fraud, and, and so, which, so a lot of what I've worked with over the years is is changing beliefs, which because we we have a plethora of thoughts, but then our beliefs are something totally different. So I thought today that. I want to you know, to balance with what you're doing, I thought I would focus on how to uh create a new belief. Oh, nice. That's beautiful. I love it. Oh, you, <laughs> who wants to share their secret formula? No, first? I think
0: <laughs> planted a huge seed for us about how to transform a belief, so I think um, I'm ready to hear what you have to say. <laughs>
1: Really cool. And it's funny that we're talking about planting a belief because the the dynamic from the seven that I chose is the gestation. Mm. That's all about uh it's all about that 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 going into that cosmic egg where you can take a new belief and divide it and multiply. Now, one of the things, (laughs) excuse me, is that people think don't know the difference between what they're thinking and what they believe. That's true. And what came up for me was uh, certainly was one of my own examples of of how that happened. However, if we think about how can we use the forces of nature that have been on this planet for 14 billion years, just think of all of the potential in that nature egg that you can use to transform a a limiting belief. And, in. I think we were talking a little bit before about where sometimes we think that we, you know, can't balance the, the, the mundane from the, the super ordinary. Well, in order to really transcend a belief you the, you need to spend time in that other ordinary and that other ordinary is that time that, that transcends time and space, because think about it, no matter what the creation was, was there time and space before creation or has this been something that's been evolving over the years? So so for example, in the, the, the spring, it's the East, it's new beginnings, new beliefs. So this is the perfect time of year to gestate a new belief for yourself. And how do you even know where to start? So for me, the process starts with resistance. And think about wind and resistance because wind is always meeting with some resistant force, whether it's a tree, whether it's a pebble, whether it's other, anything yourself, if you're walking in a strong windstorm where you might be closing your eyes. And so that's the place to start with that recreating that idea is to see where the resistance is strongest in your life at any given moment. And from that place of resistance, then you can actually start to see is, wow, is what I'm thinking about this every single day incongruent with what I truly believe? And, you know, an example of that is like, you might think that you're all loving with all your na- neighbors and everything else, but you might have grown up in a family that had a real strong prejudicial, you know, was prejudice against, my family was prejudiced against everything. And recently I saw that that underlying belief was still showing up in some of the things that I was thinking as much as I thought I was this really great person or that I was so all encompassing i wasn 't and you know and it shows up in cunning, baffling and powerful ways, so sometimes we have to understand that even what we think were that we're being good is a belief system that might need to change so once you see that all of a sudden something comes up and hits you in the face as a strong wind of resistance. Then what I do is I invite you to go into the, I'm going to call it the other ordinary because for most of us as shamans, it really is pretty ordinary that you go in and you step into that, that, that egg, put yourself into that timeless, timeless and spaceless egg of creation where that, you get to gestate a new idea, a new a new way. And so for me last year, the whole idea that I was changing was, I wasn't trying to change an idea about how I was living in the world, but I was trying to work on creating spaciousness for something new to emerge. So often we go into this place of creation with the outcome. And in in the way that I'm, proposing here is that you don't go with the outcome but you go with the state of how you want to be in this cosmic egg so that you can then maybe get a whole new idea that you weren't even thinking about Mm. there's a lot of other things you'll you know have to do to bring it forward into the world but just today i'm going to invite you into the the see how you want to even hold the space
0: around shifting what do you That's think? lovely. I really love that. Yeah. How do you want to, um, how do you want to give people that experience?
1: Oh, <laughs> I thought we were going to do that at the end when we were going to drum in and let people go into either one way or the other. I'm not sure if that will work, but at yeah. the end of the call, we'll, we'll give you like some, just some drumming and some rattling space to feel out which of these formulas might Resonate more with your heart in the moment.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think it's it's also not so much which formula resonates, because there are pieces, you know, that will fit in. And I think that um, it's more where do you need to focus right now? You know, what are you missing? What keys are you missing? Where are you undisciplined in your work? And so we're hoping with the drumming and rattling that we do at the end, um, you get a vision about, ooh, this is where I need to start doing more work. I've just been letting this go. I haven't been putting myself in an ache of spaciousness or I haven't been working with some of the elements that Sandra's talking about. And so the elements that came up um, when I was, Uh, doing all my reading, and it's important to understand that there's no order. One is not more important than the other. And every time I share them, I share them in a completely different order. And they all kind of come together in as a holograph, you know. Um, They're not separate in any way. They, They come to a place of wholeness. And so when I started to research um, miracles, I I noticed that there was always some kind of intention. And one of the things, I really don't like to bridge science into shamanism. And I know everybody is so excited about bridging shamanism into uh, science. But for me, it takes the mystery out of the work. So I'm not big on... Let's talk about how science intersects with shamanism. But I will bring in this one piece about science and intention, is that so many different research studies have been found, uh, have been done, and that it's been found that to your brain Whenever you state an intention, your brain interprets that as action has already taken place. Mm-hmm. And so um, once you set an intention, I, I, um, I want to create a better life for myself, I want to create more health, I want to create more spaciousness in my life, I want to bring this new project out into the world again as Renee's saying, not necessarily with outcome, but what is your intention? Uh, it doesn't have to have an outcome, you know, where it's a fixed outcome. Just you want to bring in the goodness, um, and there's an intention and and the outcome will be for your highest good. But it's really important to set an intention and we know that in shamanic journeys when people just go floating out into non-ordinary reality without setting an intention first, they oftentimes have very chaotic journeys. There's no path, there's no focus, there's been no intention, and so there's just a lot of floating going on. Now the spirits might come in at that time and give you the biggest um, information or healing in your life, and so, we don't always have to journey with an intention, but I'm trying to make a point here that oftentimes without setting an intention, we float in ways um, that are too unfocused um, and ungrounded to be able to create anything, even if we don't have an outcome to it. There has to be some intention. Intention fuels um, our actions. And love, in all traditions, love is the greatest force of healing. We spend all this money. We go from teacher to teacher. We want to find what's the most powerful healing method there is on the planet. And for thousands and thousands of years, the same answer has come up. It's love. Because you can be the best technician in your healing work. You can do the ceremony exactly right, but there has to be that unconditional love. And that means not personal love. But when we talked about creation stories, I kept repeating again and again that um, please uh, experience journey, meditate, spend time in nature, experience how much love went into your creation because from the power of the universe, from the creative powers that be, love is where the greatest creations come from. And it's unconditional. It's just, it, it's, it's not um, dependent on who you are or what you're doing. It's just love. And so um, people who are in the presence of a healer or a mystic or a holy person or a shaman who emanates love, heals, have miraculous healings just by being in their presence not by any ceremony that they're doing. And I don't think I have to explain that. I think people um, understand it. We don't always know how to operationalize it. How do we get into that place of non-personal love? But that's part of our journey um, in this lifetime is to embrace the same love as the creative forces of the universe. And then there's unity. Um, Union. And what I mean by that is when you see a miraculous healing happen, whoever is uh, channeling that healing energy or emanating that healing force is in complete union with the divine force. Mm -hmm. It's not um, Renee doing the work connecting to the wind. It's not Sandra doing the work connecting to Isis. It's Renee is the wind, Sandra is Isis. And so where you see, and there's so many different stories and I write about many different examples of this um, in Medicine for the Earth. And I'll just give you one, Um, Sai Baba, he was a controversial um, mystic figure guru, but the bottom line is he was able to do amazing miracles. And he has a very poetic way of saying this, but simplistically, he says the only difference, he said, the only difference between me and you is I know who I am and you don't. And what he meant is I know that I'm God and you have forgotten. And so in shamanic cultures, the shaman becomes the divine force the the divine being whether it's in the form of animal or plant or element and is in complete union there is no shaman there there is only divinity coming through so union um is part of all creation because Everything is created out of some form of sacred union. Harmony um, is another um, uh, element that's really important and the alchemists talk about when you experience harmony within, then there will be harmony without. So when we do our creation work, um, finding a place of harmony inside of ourselves, being able to really do our drumming, our rattling, our singing, our dancing, our prayers, our ceremonies, to step away from what our personality is so upset about, and to find that natural harmony that is always within us and creates harmony without. And then concentration, and I talked about this already in one of our shows, in our culture we don't know how to concentrate and part of creation is about really being able to concentrate on what you're doing we start to do a ceremony a creation ceremony and then we start thinking about what we're going to have what we're going to have for dinner and all the emails we have to answer when we're done and that doesn't, that, that creates a break in the chain. Um, we have to have concentration to be able to gestate and to be able to create anything. And what goes along with that is focus. And so with concentration, you're, you're fueling um, your intention by staying really present, fully present with what you're doing and focus is where you you kind of have a picture of where you're going towards without you being um, wedded to a particular outcome, but you kind of, your intention is bringing you to a particular place and you have to keep walking on that road. And I would say that concentration and focus are the hardest for people in our culture because Um, With concentration, as I said, we lose our concentration so quickly and everybody I know complains about this. (laughs) And with focus, we're doing our work, we're doing our work, we're loving beings, we're unconditional love, we're in union, we're emanating light and then we read the news and we read about um, some tragic story, something that upsets us and we just say, oh, this work is worthless. And so we just lost our focus and we fell off the path and we have to brush ourselves off. And so I love the metaphor that I used to read about focus of imagine holding a camera and you're always moving the camera. You're never keeping the camera still on what you're trying to take the picture of and that's focus and so we have to we have to keep our lens on where we're going and not lose it so easily every time some bad news comes in we go okay this is what's happening i bring my fuel my energy to a greater state of concentration i hold my focus and I keep walking ahead no matter what's going on around me. And then the last part, um, last element that I bring in is imagination because how do we create anything unless we have an imagination? Um, and imagination is a god-given gift and uh, we're dreaming the world that we live in all the time from a shamanic point of view nothing is real here as renee was saying the non-ordinary realms are more real than here it's believed that we're dreaming all of this and we're dreaming it through our imagination. So if you wanna change your life, if you wanna change the planet, you have to start using your imagination to bring in the elements of what it is that you want to start to uh, create. You know, use your imagination. What would your life look like? What would the world look like? And so if we bring intention, love, union, harmony, concentration, focus, and imagination together, we create the miracle of creation. I use create twice in that sentence, but <laughs> it is creation. Um, I kind of substitute
1: it sometimes for creativity because uh, it, it's all like about creating. And as you're talking, I just couldn't help but look down at my my wind dynamics of creation and see that you know, one thing I pulled out was one specific one, but, you know, it's all the same, the coming, the direct revelation out of the chaos, you know, the gestation that we're working with, you know, the oppositional forces that, you know, we're, we're going between two worlds because that's the world we live in and the partnership with nature, which is, gives us, you know, 14 billions of years of nature to, to pull from for this work. And then, um, you know, the process order, that focus, that staying, that building blocks, you take, you know, you, you set up the picture, you, you, you order your, your experience so that, you know, like when, when, you, when you have something that's incongruent with what you're trying to create, if you have good habits, like I'm sure Sandra was talking about one time about cleaning all of her, her sacred objects in the spring. So she has those great habits to fall back on. So, and you know, and I have mine, mine I've taken up to wind walking. And so when things are not, uh, you, you have good habits to bring you back so that you keep changing that subconscious landscape so that the land, the the, 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 what's in your consciousness starts to shift with that as well. And then, you know, I'm working with the other one with the desire and the explosion, um, but then i i like i'm there like okay can again can those negative forces of nature also be part of how we divinely create even uh from a, a place of goodness in the world so i think we're like so our, our processes aren't that
0: very far off no absolutely and how could they be because they're all part of nature
1: <laughs> it's just interesting that okay so here's we got these billion years of natures to work with right and Sandra had a direct revelation of hers and I had a direct revelation of mine. And they both come from plat, you know, platitudes of goodness I'm trying to be of service to the world. So, you know, so you don't have to use ours. You, you, get to, you get to get your own direct revelation about how you can uniquely create in the world. And once you master that, you, you can, you know, people, my, my friends always say they never worry about me making a living. Because I I just have this ability to create one thing to the next. Because I think there's some way I've tapped into that formula for creation
0: of that, you know, planting the seed and letting it grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, when we make a decision to be the most creative person that we can be. When we make that decision, um, we enter into a particular flow in the universe, and whenever we enter into a flow, we we end up um, moving to outcomes that um, might be different than what we might have pictured, but bring us to amazing places.
1: It's like it's like Isis telling you that she'd find another person to write the book and the wind's telling me, you know, they picked me because I was good for working. You know, you don't know, you just keep showing up in this creative cycle and, and the direct revelations come to you. And, and I think they're always more surprising at least in my life than I could have ever imagined.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's part of the fun part about being so creative is, um, I know for myself, I just loved the surprise element of what ends up manifesting. As I put all these elements together, I end up manifesting something better than I had given, you know, that I thought that I had the ability for. But again, when you enter into the flow, you have the partnership of nature, you have the partnership of the universe, it's all working in an alchemical way And you end up cooking something that might be completely different than you started with, but oh my God, it's, it's extraordinary.
1: And if you put it into a bigger time thing, like I was posting yesterday for international women's day about how, when I was a pioneer chef, which was very creative, I had no idea that I was laying, you know, opening the pathways. I was, forging that road West for all of those other women who would follow in the kitchen because I was willing to change in the, the all men's changing room. And you don't, you know, right then I thought I was just being creative and saving my life, but in the longer road back, you know, all of these, it's a, it's, it's just a little speck, but in a way bigger world than you even can even imagine. So, you know, never discount what you're, what you are creating, but I think we're at a time when we were, we're going to give, people, and i like something you just said about there, about being in a spaciousness to grow in the consciousness of your own goodness of creation, or or how would we want to ask people, invite people into this drumming and rattling space
0: with us? Well, um, um, I'll just uh, repeat that um, the different elements that I really looked at was um, intention, love, really being able to get into union with a divine force in my creation work. So I was able to put Sandra out of the way uh, with my shamanic preparation work that I do. Harmony, uh, finding harmony within, uh, how well do you concentrate, do you focus, do you have a good imagination? And so... Um, And then Renee can give a summary of what she shared in the very beginning. And then as we drum and rattle for you to tune in to what might you be missing, uh, or not missing, but not paying enough attention to, not putting enough fuel to in your own creation process. So uh, while we drum and rattle, it will be a time of reflection for you of what do you need to add into your creation process. So Renee, from me, we have intention, love, unity, harmony, concentration, focus, imagination. And could you just say again, um, um, the important part of the creation process for you? To, if,
1: you know, to find where there's resistance in your life where you're not creating without an effortless flow so Mm. so where is that resistance that you might ask to be shifted so that you could even get into the flow so to have a willingness to be willing to to get into the right intention and the love and the unity and the harmony and concentration so for me it's like okay what's keeping you from creating
0: yeah so as we drum and rattle start with the resistance And then reflect on, "Mm, do I need a little bit more intention, a little bit more understanding of heart expansion and of union with the divine and harmony and concentration or focus or imagination? So start with the resistance and then what elements might you want to be thinking about or what new elements that we haven't mentioned are part of your creation? Process. So this is a time of reflection. And just before
1: we start, let me let you know you can now get the Shaman's Cave to your inbox every week. Over at shamanstv.com, sign up and we'll deliver it to you, and you'll get it first. How about that for creation? <laughs> and, and just just so if you leave before our, our, our meditation, you might want to come back and visit this again and I'm gonna do some drumming and she's gonna do some rattling.
0: And here we go.
1: Are you leading us in anything or are we just drumming?
0: Yeah, no, this is a time of reflection. So everybody, as we drum and rattle for you, go in and focus on your resistance and go in and look at what elements of creation you might be missing um, in your own practice. Okay, here we go. (tries) to bring yourself back. So sometimes um, it's important for us to take uh, time out of our practice to reflect on where we are, and I think sometimes we keep going for new information, new information, new things, and sometimes we need to take a time out and say, you know, I... I haven't been focusing on where I'm resistant. Um, I I am really unfocused. I do need to learn a better sense of focus. And so sometimes before we go on with the work, it's really important for us to stop and reflect on where we need to be paying more attention um, in our process.
1: Absolutely, and when I was drumming, all of a sudden I went to like, a moment of creation in our own galaxy in our own universe where it's like well why don't we revisit you know all like that moment of time and see you know if there's a whole new strand of creation i can pull out from from the beginning before there was time and before there was space and imagine creating with all of that possibility and potential and and love
0: wow yeah
1: I hope that, I, I'm not sure if the drumming overdid the rattling, if you can hear us both, I could only hear me drumming. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, as we keep saying, Renee and I are, we're learning as we're going with the technology, and we've really appreciated everybody's patience on that, and um, yeah drumming and rattling uh live over zoom is always an interesting experience but we keep working on perfecting it and so you know we just really want to thank everybody for uh joining us and being part of this adventure together
1: you know and what i want to just end with is that i get this great sense and i've shared it on the shaman's cave wall the other day that we're holding space for this healing that's taken place and for me days after our show i always seem to get a new insight a new direct revelation a new way of looking at something and i think that's more that that talking about going into that place of harmony because one thing i feel between us is a real sense of harmony and and so that we're both coming from this really place of we want to serve and so we're here to serve you. We hope you stay with us weekly uh, as we figure out the technology and the production and all of these other things. And I'm so happy to share this time with you, Sandra.
0: Yeah, I'm, I am so delighted. Um, even my husband, um, he's used to seeing me being resistant before I do things, and he sees my excitement building every time Renee and I are getting ready to do a shaman's cave together. And so it's it's been a very uh, beautiful process for me. I have incredibly deep respect for you and, and your work, mm. and I have such deep respect for everybody out there who um, is tuning in as... We're really trying to hold space and, and with a planet with overpopulation and a lot of challenges that are coming up, what are the simple things that we can do together um, to shift our own consciousness knowing that every change that we make is gonna be in service to the collective too.
1: Great, thank you, we'll see you all next week.
0: And don't forget to go to shamansTV.com. Yes. We update the shows there
1: every week. And, and so you can see it there a couple of places. And, and if you would rather just get that in your inbox, please sign up for the email. And the only thing we're using this particular Shamans Cave email for is to send you the show.
0: Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank Blessings. Thank you, Sandra.